This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. This morning, I just want to quickly share on what I call God at work. Can somebody say with me, say, God is at work in me. You are not saying it like you believe it. Say, God is at work in me. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to be very assured that, that God does not deal in abandoned projects. God is not like the government of some nations. And I'm not necessarily casting shade because some people will think that maybe the nation I came from, they don't abandon projects. They do too. But God is not the God of abandoned projects. So that thing, good thing that God started, he will finish it. I'm not making a statement. It's a prayer. That thing that God started, he will finish it. In the name of Jesus. So you need to be very convinced that God can finish what he started. When he orders for something, he will not get into halfway and then says, well, 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 I can't, I can't take care of it again. I don't have enough resources to take care of it. He is always up to the task, irrespective of what happens. And I am very excited that in this season that we have found ourselves as a church, uh, I mean a larger church body, the Redeemed Christian Church of God, it has been declared that it's perfect jubilee. And I learned that in this house, it's a new beginning this month. I'm very confident uh, that what God is going to do is that everything that is lacking, everything that is yet to make your joint to be full in the year 2022, you are beginning to walk into them in this season in the name of Jesus. You see, when God started this man project, this, cre this creation project, especially when God created man, the first full day that man saw was a Sabbath. The first full day that man saw, you can call it a jubilee. So what that means is that God always wanted man to live from a place of rest. He wanted man to live from a place of jubilee. He wanted man not to live from a place of I do it myself. He wanted man to walk from a place of it has been done for me. The reason why God finished everything before he created man was so that man will get it very clearly that man was supposed to live in a finished product. That's when, when Jesus came here, the last words that Jesus said was this. Uh, he said it is finished. Uh, why did he say it, was, it is finished? It's because he wanted to re-echo what happened at creation because what Jesus came to do was that Jesus came to bring back the creation agenda that God had before. What God was doing in Genesis chapter 1 uh, and, and was aborted so to say or was disrupted in Genesis chapter 3, uh, the Bible said Jesus came to bring it back. That's why whenever Jesus is speaking, he will say in the beginning it was not so. In the beginning it was not so. So what Jesus came to do was to actually bring a new beginning. He came to reenact a new beginning and to show that he came to do a new beginning when he was hanging upon Calvary's 
cross, the last statement he said was, it is finished. Uh, can somebody understand that uh, when you have come to Christ, uh, you need to accept that dimension of it is finished. Uh, because if you don't understand it is finished, uh, the struggle will continue. Uh, there are so many people, they, 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 they have this, I, I am struggling to get to it. And I understand that when we find ourselves in nations like this, uh, and things are very troublesome and trouble troubling we have a mentality of i have to struggle and people will say the hustle is real uh, uh, we are just struggling we are just getting by but if you have given your life to christ uh, i have come to tell you it is finished uh, you are at rest uh, god has brought you to your jubilee god has brought you to your sabbath and you need to know that i want you to say loud and clear say i am in my jubilee say i am in my sabbath so God wants us to understand that we need to function from a place of rest. There is something about functioning from a place of rest. I, 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 I don't really know how to swim or I didn't know how to swim so much. I still don't know how to swim. All right. <laughs> but I tried. I, I'm not as bad. I won't drown in most waters, especially swimming pool kind of water. But the first time I had opportunity to go into the pool, you know, this was in ISI back in the day. And then I was with my friends, and they said, can you swim? And, you know, every, every boy can do everything, you know. If you're a young boy with your friends, teenage kind of people, you can do everything. You can drive, you can cook, everything that comes to your mind, you can do. So I can swim. So the baby says, you, you mean you can swim? I said, what, is it not water? I just went inside, boom. <laughs> and as I went inside, I didn't come up, you know. I just stayed down there. That was clean and all of that kind of thing. And later, I mean, they got me out. And I later found out that usually when somebody is drowning, you will leave him to get to a place where he is not as restless, where he's at rest. Because sometimes if you are trying to save him as he's struggling, he can even drown the very perfect swimmer. So many times, the reason why it seems that God has not shown up the way you want him to show up is because you are struggling. He usually wants you to come to the end of yourself. And so when you get to the end of yourself, you will find God there. And God will now say, I am El Shaddai. I am the God who is more than enough. When you have come to the end of yourself. I know some people have come to the end of themselves. And therefore, God will show up for you in the name of Jesus. So God is at work. And God wants to always be at work. God wants to always be the dominant person working. We are just supposed to now leverage the work that he has done. Let me share with you three areas where I believe God wants to work in with you in this season. Number one area, God works, wants to work in you. God wants to do a work in you. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to not just do work that you are seeing all around, but he wants to do a work in you. You see, there is something about God. God is the God of everybody, but God wants to be personalized. If there is a problem about the 2022 church, is that many people are congregants. They don't know God for themselves. They don't know God for themselves. Somebody, somebody once said that, uh, that, 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 that science has lost God uh, in the midst of technology, but I, I want to believe that many Christians have lost God in the midst of several options of the word uh, several ministries, several people that proclaim the word, so so many people don't have a relationship with the word on a personal level and so that's why God, the first thing he wants to do is not just to do things around you, he wants to do things in you 
So the first work God wants to do, ladies and gentlemen, he wants to do things with you. Because you see, every good thing really starts from inside. That's why that scripture says that God, the work that God is doing in you, he will bring it into completion. So God wants to work in you. Whenever we come to church, God is working on us. And sometimes when you come to church, some people want to pass the message to another person. Let me tell you the truth. Every time you come to the church, you know what the, the person that holds the message? The person that came to the church. You are, the message is for you. Yes, it may, it may be relevant for your husband, but it's also relevant for you. It may be relevant for your friend, but it's also relevant for you. Because there is a dimension, especially some of us, that it has taken a while that we have been in church. We know how to pass the message to another person. It's for brother Swan, so it's for sister Swan, so but ladies and gentlemen, it is for you. The word came to you and you should receive the word. Even when the pastor says something and you feel like he's talking about you. Uh, really, who should he talk about? He should talk about you because you came to church and said, God, speak to me. And so God is now speaking to you. You are getting angry. The word is for you because God wants to walk in you and if there is any time that people should allow God to walk in them, it's now. In the season of Jubilee, friends, if there is Jubilee, it is not everybody that partakes in it. It is only people that have internalized it and individualized it. Because you see, God can show up and people will have different experiences. If you read Acts chapter 9, when the Bible said Jesus showed up to Paul, Paul was hearing Jesus, but the people thought he was thundering. The people were just, they, 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 I mean, they just saw that things were, they didn't know what was going on. And that happens in the church a lot. There are so many people, they see all the lights and all of They are just only, when they say the, the, the presence of the Lord is here, they're like, is it the smoke? No, it's not the smoke. God is here. So God wants to walk in you. God wants to walk in you. I want you to say this with me, say in the name of Jesus, I permit God to walk in me. You don't mean it. Say in the name of Jesus, I permit God to work in me. What other area does God want to work? He wants to work for us. Not only does he want to work in us, he wants to work for us. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to work for us. God is a God that not only works in us, he can also work for us. Uh, there's a dimension of you allowing God and God will work for you. God will do what you should have done. God will show up for you even where you can't show up for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, if all that you have done in life is all by your effort, you are limited. If all that you have done in life is, is something attributed to what you know, what you don't know, uh, who you know, who you don't know, you are little. There is a dimension beyond that. It is a dimension of allowing God to work for you. The Bible speaking in Romans chapter 8 and 31. He said, uh, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, or if God is working for us, there can be no resistance, there can be no government, there can be nothing that can stop us. So ladies and gentlemen, I, I know that uh, 2023 is coming and so many people have all kinds of views. Uh, maybe there will be no Nigeria, but if God works with us, uh, who can be against us? Uh, I don't care anybody wherever they have made the plans uh, to say this nation will go backward. Uh, if we introduce God uh, more and more, who can be against us? Uh, if God is working for you, nothing can successfully work against you. So understand that, that God not only wants to work in you, if you permit him, he wants to work for you. He wants to go to work for you. I don't know about you. I've been to some places. It seems as if God went ahead of me. 
the first job I got in this country, right out, out of college. I don't know how I got that job. Because when I got into that office, and the, and the, the, the ED, they call him, executive director, was interviewing me. And he asked me all the questions, and eventually he said, you have the job. When I showed up to the, he said, go to the HR, and uh, clean up all the other stuff there. When I got to the HR, that is when I knew that there was no job. It's not that there was no job. I, I had the job, but there was no job before I came. The job was created when I did that interview. So when I showed up to the HR, I defined the job. I told the HR the amount that we had discussed. But the HR did not even know that there was a job like that because there was God who had worked for me. I pray for five people or maybe 50 people who are going to take it this morning. God in this remaining part of August, remaining part of 2022, will work for you. You. I say God will work for you. Where things have worked against you, God will work for you. In the name of Jesus. So God wants to work in you. God wants to work for you. And God wants to work with you. Ah, my friends, that's a beautiful dimension. God wants to walk with you. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 20, Mark chapter 16 and verse 20, the Bible says, uh, and the Lord working with them, uh, confirming the word. It's like God uh, entered into partnership with them, that anything they touch will turn to gold. Uh, the Lord working with them. God can walk with you at work. Uh, sometimes some people don't understand that you don't need to leave God in church on Sunday, because the way some people do their life is they have compartmentalized. They have Sunday life and Monday and to whatever day life. And when they come on Sunday again, they'll pick the life again. Dress up and look churchy. But ladies and gentlemen, God wanted to be going to work with you. So when you show up at work, let God work with you. When you show up in school, let God work with you. I've seen dimension of God work with you. On where I stand, in places where I'm clueless, in places where I don't know what to do and I ask him to work with me. And God will now work with me so much that when people look at it, they will think I'm smarter, but I know the truth. I know where it came from. I know it was God that was working with me. I'm praying for somebody in the days coming in the year 2022. Our God will work with you in the name of Jesus. So what forms of work does God want to do? The areas of where God wants to work, I've mentioned three areas. I mean, I can say more, but let me move because of time. Uh, what forms of work does God want to do? One of the works that God wants to do in this season, and these are prophetic declarations over you, is that God wants to do a new thing. I say God wants to do a new thing. In Isaiah chapter 43 and 19, the Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the God we serve is a God that does new things. He's a God that can break his own record. He will set the record. He will have done something yesterday, something last year. He was the one that did it. And he will come back again and break his own record. I'm praying for somebody listening to me this morning. God will break his good records in your life in the name of Jesus. God wants to do a new thing. If we permit it. There are some people, they want to live in the old. Ah, I remember the old days. You know, I, I grew up in this church. I was literally born <laughs> during convention. You know. 
And so I, I know people that like history. I don't have a problem with history. I want to talk about history, but I, I, I want to talk about tomorrow too. Uh, because uh, it's not only good old days that there are, there are better new days. Uh, so I don't want to be talking about the good old days alone. Yes, let's talk about the good old days. As long as we have not become a museum uh, or monuments uh, uh, that we are still moving and we are still having results and we are still evolving and changing. But if we want to now say, well, yesterday was the best day, I do not agree because even this church, uh, the Bible, uh, the, 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 the watchword for this uh, global organization is Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. What does that mean? Jesus is relevant for every season. He was relevant yesterday. Today is still relevant. Tomorrow he will be relevant. So when tomorrow shows up, we will not be talking about uh, Jesus was relevant yesterday. No, no, no. He will evolve and be part of culture. He will evolve and be useful today. So God wants to do a new thing. So throne of uh, 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 throne room, you need to understand that God wants to do a new thing. And ladies and gentlemen, you have not seen the best yet. Uh, this morning while I was praying, I heard in my spirit, yet louder. What that means is that uh, what you thought was a big deal, God would do it, do bigger deals. Uh, uh, you didn't get that. I said what you thought was a big deal, God would do better things than that big deal. So God wants to do new things. What does God want to do again? God wants to do things in a fast way, faster things. Ah, some of us, it took us several years to have that testimony, that first one. But the second will not take that long. I'm prophesying, the second will not take that long. It, 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 it does not have to take time. It does not have to look like how it happened the first time. The second can happen faster. The second can be better. The second can be an improvement. And listen to me. God will do faster things for you in the name of Jesus. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 8, the Bible said, God can do a quick walk. He can cut it short in righteousness. God is the God that can, that can com uh, uh, compress time. Uh, uh, some of us, we don't have uh, three months. Uh, some of us, we don't have two months. Uh, some of us, we don't even have one month. There are people listening to me, they don't have one week. Uh, but the God that compresses time, the God that can do fast things, uh, the God that can do quick things, uh, is on your case now. In the name of Jesus and he will do fast things for you in the name of Jesus so God can do things in a quick way of course there are sometimes God will take process but sometimes immediately one of the gospels that I like the most is Mark 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 is one of the guys that are used immediately a lot when if you read the book of Mark you just find him he always says immediately 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 I think Mark wanted to just let us see a dimension of Jesus where it is that Jesus can do things immediately Jesus can do things very fast of course it's, there are some things that will take time and take process but there are some things uh, that God needs to do fast uh, and you will experience uh, where you need it uh, fast things in the name of Jesus what are the forms of work that God does he does new things he does fast things he also does a variety of things he does a variety of things the way some people deal with god they think god is a black and white god you know is he that white or black no 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 god is the god of colors are you not excited is that not what our team for this year is come on shout god is the god of colors 
Ah, God is a God of variety. And some people will say, yeah, food is food. Food is not food. <laughs> there are different types of food. Even that same food that you have eaten yesterday, you can have a different type. Uh, there are different kinds of cars. There are different kinds of shoes. Shoe is shoe. Shoe is not shoe. Uh, uh, jacket is jacket. Jacket is not jacket. God can do variety. God can do very things. Have you not looked at creation? Sometimes when you see some creature, you, don't you think to yourself, why God? I, I think God is trying to tell you that. Why not, my son? Why not, my daughter? Why can't I do red, blue, or gray, black, and white? Why can't I do multicolor? Why can't I do all kinds of things? And listen to me, child of God. God will visit you in various ways in the name of Jesus. So in one sweep, God can be touching your spiritual life. He can be touching your emotional life. He can be touching your physical life. Because some people want to just do one at a time. No, he can visit everything at a time. At the same time, he can be touching you, healing you right now. He can be dealing with your academic. He is multifaceted. Have you not thought about it? Every time you pray in, the Bible, I mean, uh, the, the, the Yoruba people, they have one word they normally call him. I don't know how to really pronounce it like that. But I think it means that he's the one that has ears that can hear everybody's matter at the same time. So if he can hear everybody at the same time, don't you think he can do different things at the same time so he can touch your spiritual life? And I stand on this altar this morning. I ask him to visit you. Visit you in your health. Visit you in your finances. Visit you in your marriage. Visit you at work. In the name of Jesus, that person that is contemplating doing that business, may God visit you, send you help, send you resources in the name of Jesus. So God wants to do a variety of things. What, was, what are the forms of things again that God wants to do? He wants to do things that last and things that are permanent. Things that last and things that are permanent. Some of us will testify to the fact that sometimes we get some things and it seems they have a relapsing tendency. They, 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 they withdraw. You, you break through today. Uh, you, 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 you are to point to 2021. And then suddenly 2022, you go back to where you were in 2019. No, sir. There is a God that can keep moving you forward. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. The Bible says, the path of the righteous is like a shining light and shineth brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. So, and, and that perfect day is, is unto the day of Christ when Jesus shows up. So that means that you can have a today that is greater and tomorrow will be greater. I, I'm prophesying right now. You can have a today that is great and tomorrow will be greater in the name of Jesus. Are we not in an organization that has proved that God can make today better than yesterday? I can remember I'm a young man. You know, I try to believe that I am. But I'm, I'm, I'm a young man, really. That's the truth. But I can remember. I remember when I was in like primary three. We were in school. You know, me, Pastor D, Pastor Leke, we were in that school. I mean, Pastor Leke was if some of you would know the people I'm mentioning, was some years behind us. But in that school, Unilag Staff School, there was one day one teacher was asking a question. And the teacher said, um, you are going to mention the name of your churches. I, I said, I've entered Wala today. And, um, okay, everybody started mentioning their church's name. And you know, most churches, it's a name, not a sentence. You know, every church something. Baptist, Methodist, 
Anglican. And then they came to me. I, just, I now started the church like this. The redeemed Christian church of God. Everybody just turned back. You know, in all those schools, people just, small boys, small kids, they just laughed like, this guy is making something up. And I wasn't making it up. Truly, there was a church like that. But nobody in that room, including the teacher, knew anything that was the, the woman looked at me and said, what is that? I said, the redeemed Christian church of God. He said, where is that? I, 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 I didn't even know what to say again. He said, is it Trump? I said, no. Is the redeemed Christian Church of God. She didn't know it. But before I got to primary six in that same school, even the headmistress was now part of that school. And 70 years and counting, it, it is better today than it was yesterday. I prophesied to somebody that in the name of Jesus, the same God of this commission, the God that brought this commission from nothing to something, that God is taking you places in the name of Jesus. God wants to do permanent things. Things that will not even end with you. Things that will be generational in nature. I mean, I was not the first person to hold Mike in my generation. My grandfather held this thing. My grandfather preached this gospel. And I'm preaching the same gospel. I remember when we were going to start our church in Chicago. I remember the statement that uh, Daddy Jew had told us many times. That God told my grandfather that I would take this church all over the world. And God confirmed it in the United States. And I found myself some years uh, later. I am fulfilling the prophecy that God gave my grandfather even though he was dead because there is a God that can do permanent things. Listen to me child of God. You are entering into generational blessings. I decree the thing God will do, it will not stop in your lifetime. It will not stop with you. It will touch your children and your children's children in the name of Jesus. God can do permanent things. Lasting things. He can give you health that lasts. Marriages that last. Yes, in, in, in places where it's not lasting, yours will last. Don't join the masses. Make sure you always exempt yourself. Everywhere there can be things happening to everybody, exempt yourself. In Nigeria, there can be a different economy. You can live in Nigeria as if you live in Chicago. You can have your own weather. You can have your own economy. It is permitted in God for exemption. And I stand on this altar this morning for as many as will receive it. Be exempted from the Holocaust. Be exempted from the evil in this nation. Be exempted from the calamity in this nation. Enjoy diplomatic immunity in the name of Jesus. And what forms of things does, does God want to do? He wants to do better things. Better things. Refine things. Premium things. <laughs> Premium things. Some people, because of how life has dealt with them, they just want anything. <sighs> God can give you premium things. God can give you things that are priced. Things that are very refined. Refined miracles. Refined new things. The Bible is speaking in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 40. The Bible said God has reserved better things for us. And he was talking in the line of the men of faith. And saying that he, what Abraham saw is nothing compared to what God has reserved for you. What Moses saw. What Joseph saw. What Barak saw. What Gideon so uh, it's nothing compared to what God has prepared for you. He said, God, having reserved better things for all. Say, I am a candidate of better things. Now, as I wrap up this morning, with this God who is at work, if God is at work, do I have a responsibility? 
Does everything just lie in his own hands? And then me, I don't have anything to do? Yes, everything largely lies in his own hand. But you have to align with what he is doing too. Because it is possible for him to declare jubilee and you still be bound. It is possible for freedom to be, to be given to you and you are still in bondage. There are too many people that what Jesus paid for, they have not received it. They have left it there. So they, they are not having double payment. They are paying for what has been paid for. But in the name of Jesus, everything Jesus paid for, that you are still suffering in the name of Jesus, that thing is cancelled in Jesus' name. So how do I align with God that is at work? I will believe. I believe. I believe. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45, the Bible says, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of the thing that God is doing. Blessed is she that believeth. Even Mary had to believe. He, though God was the one at work when, when Mary said how can these things be how can better things be how can new things happen how can refined things happen God is the one who will do it but I will believe in him I will believe I will believe in spite of my situation I will believe in spite of what the doctor said I will believe in spite of what my body said I will believe that God can do new things in John chapter 6 verse 20, 28 John chapter 6 verse 28 there was a person that went to, they, they, there was a question that was posed to Jesus. And this is how Jesus responded to the question. Then they said to him, uh, what shall we do that we might walk the works of God? Or what shall we do to be part of what God is doing? And this is how Jesus answered. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that ye believe on him. Whom he has sent. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, this is how you plug yourself into when God is at work. If God says perfect jubilee, believe it. Don't leave it in church like pastor says. Take it as your word. The sower is sowing the word. The man of God is sowing the word. You have to receive it. You have to personalize it. You know one of the things I did for myself, and, and I'm still going to, I've told somebody to send me some, uh, the messages for the convention. I started listening, especially Thursday night and Friday. I wanted to listen again. I, 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 because that jubilee, I need to replay it and replay it until it's ringing in my head that I must carry this jubilee into Chicago. I must, I must uh, enforce it everywhere. I will play the thing in church. I will sit there. I will make sure. Because why? What am I doing? I'm trying to believe. I'm trying to make sure that I hold on to the word. And I don't just, just don't uh, be like one of those soils that is not able to grab the word. I want to be a good soil. And a good soil is the soil that believes. That believes. So the first thing is that you believe. You believe that everything that you have heard, God is able to do it. All the things that I've said this morning, don't just believe that this is some guy from uh, the United States just saying cool words. I'm not saying cool words. These are things that God wanted me to tell you this morning. And that is what God will do if you believe in the name of Jesus. So when you believe, uh, the next thing is that you receive it. Somebody said, well, I thought when I believe, I've received it. No, sir. You see, believe is a condition of the heart. Uh, because man is a, is a spirit. Uh, he, 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 he has a body. Uh, he has a soul and he lives in the body. Or he has mind and all of that. He lives in the body. And so, when you believe, when the word of God is coming like this, entering your spirit. But you see, there is need to take it. There is need to receive it. Because receiving is taking it. Uh, receiving is taking it. And you see, when it comes to taking it, there are actions 
to taking it. Believe is something that you resolve in your heart. But when it comes to take, there are actions. There are actions. If you look at the story of the woman with the issue of blood, that is a classic example of a person that believed and that received. What did she do? She believed that when I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. That is believer. But then she now went to touch the hem. There are too many people they believe it will happen, but they are not taking corresponding action to prove that they believe. So receiving is you prove your believing by what you do. You take it by force. The Bible speaking in Matthew chapter 11 and 12. It says uh, the violent take it by force. Uh, what are some of the first things that you can do? By praise. You can begin to praise God. As simple as that. You can leave this service and say God is at work in my life. God is doing new things and you are praising God like it has already happened. That is an action of taking it. That is how you take it. You are not going to be doing as if nothing has happened in this service. You be as if it has happened because it has already happened. If a woman is pregnant and is one month pregnant, one month pregnancy and nine month pregnancy, is it not pregnancy? Every pregnancy, no matter the age of the pregnancy, is still pregnancy. So if you are pregnant one day because this morning you have been pregnant, uh, <laughs> you need to understand that, that you now need to take it and do something about it. And one way you do something about it is that you praise God. The Bible speaking in Romans chapter 4 and talking about Abraham from verse 16. It says, Abraham believed God. And the Bible said he did not stagger the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in praise, giving glory to God, praising God. He received what he believed by his action of thanking and celebrating God. So when it's time to praise God, praise him like you got a job. When it's time to praise God, praise him like it has already happened. And then the, the, the next thing you need to add to that, taking it, is any obedience of any instruction. Every instruction that, lead, that, that connects to where you are going, uh, make sure you obey and comply to it. In James chapter 2 and 26, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So if there is any instruction that is supposed to be obeyed. Obeyed. It can be as simple as write a letter to that man. Send an email. That is a corresponding. That's how you take what you believe and you make it happen. I want you to stand on your feet this morning. We are going to give God seven hallelujahs as a sign of jubilee. I know I've shot my time a little bit but you are going to give God seven hallelujah because in this house in your life God will do a new thing. God will do better things. God will do things that last uh, God will do refined things in the name of Jesus I want you to shout seven hallelujahs at the count of uh, three at, at the count of three I want you to shout it like you are taking it taking your baby taking your job and taking your marriage taking your finance because it is done in the name of Jesus are we ready one two three hallelujah Hallelujah! 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 We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, Call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. 
You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.